570. In L.A. sports icon. Fred Rogan is here tonight. Decades on your television covering Los Angeles sports. Fred Rogan, huge in Los Angeles. The Dean. I'm the Dean. Fred Rogan. Weekdays before Petros and Money. A USC All-American. USC's Rodney Pete. An NFL quarterback. Absolutely perfectly delivered by Rodney Rodney Pete. Available on the iHeartRadio app or on am570lasports.com. This is Rogan and Rodney. All right, we continue on on a Friday. Fred Rogan, Rodney Pete, and 570 LA Sports. Pro Flowers gift card this hour. Done. Put it in the books. We're giving it away. Be a nice way for you to start your weekend. Yes, it will. Give it to someone you really, really care about. Definitely going to do that. And uh, if you weren't with us during the 1 o'clock hour, we had Ned Coletti on the show. Ned is always outstanding. And that gives you a chance, if you didn't hear it, Make sure you have the free iHeartRadio app and download the podcast. Kevin puts it up the minute we get off the air every day. It's available to you to listen to at your leisure. And oftentimes we have guys on and you say, God, I wish I'd have heard that. Well, you can hear it every day. Just go to the uh, iHeartRadio app, get Rogan and Rodney podcast. And if you have the app and you listen to the podcast, really you should never miss anything because you can stream the show live wherever you go, anyway in the, anywhere in the world in the world. That's right. It's the free iHeartRadio app. We are going to be paying tribute to Vic here in a couple of minutes. Noe is standing by with the listener haiku to support Vic. That'll be coming Noe? up. Noe. Noe. Yeah. Okay, Noe. Noe's, Noe's standing by. Noe knows all. Noe knows all. And he'll be on to give us the haiku here in a bit. I saw this this morning and I thought I read it wrong. And it does affect people in Orange County. It's, uh, you know, the possible sale of the Angels and the stadium down there. Now, here's the thing I didn't understand. You know, Artie Moreno was trying to put together a deal to be able to build a new stadium, but moreover, build or really fix that one, but he could control all the land. That was the deal. He was going to control all the land around the stadium, and that's what everybody wants to develop that land. And then he builds himself a ballpark village. He builds himself what... You know, Stan Kroenke, on a smaller scale, is building in Inglewood. He builds in L.A. Live. He has commercial, residential. Woodland Hills. Woodland Hills with the Rams and their practice facility there and their offices. So that's what he wanted to do. The whole deal fell apart. The mayor's indicted. It all went to hell. So then Artie decided, I'm going to sell the stadium. I mean, sell the team. Great. And he should. He really should. Here's what's interesting. This whole stadium situation in Anaheim, I didn't realize this. Now, when the Rams left St. Louis, the reason they were able to leave is because in their agreement with the city of St. Louis, it was St. Louis that had to guarantee that the stadium they played in was classified as a top 10 stadium. Whatever the definition of that is. Because you understand when somebody gets a new stadium, then someone else builds one and yours becomes outdated. So the deal was in St. Louis, and this was why the Rams said we're out, among other reasons, but this is what started it. St. Louis said we're not going to pay to improve the stadium. And the Rams said, well, that was the deal. So what is the remedy? We can relocate. St. Louis had to pay to upgrade the stadium. That was the deal the Rams had. In Anaheim, after reading this, the deal the Angels have is they have to pay to update the stadium. Not the city of Anaheim. The Angels have to do it. The Angels, which makes sense 
But yeah. But given what I heard with the Rams, I thought now, oh, obviously they all work this way, and that you're out, and that keeps the city paying. No, the yeah. Angels it used to be no longer though, right? right? Especially in California, right? Especially in California, they're not going to put it on the taxpayers to uh, oh no improve a stadium or pay for a stadium right. anymore. Um, it's just not happening. So the Angels are the ones that have to pay. And back in 2013, there was a city report that estimated it would take between 130 and $150 million for maintenance, repairs, and renovations over the ensuing 20 years. Now there's a feeling, because they didn't get it done then, it would be double that much. Just write a check. Well, yeah. But Artie's not writing that check. And you go, well, do they really need to do that? Yeah, they really do. Anaheim Stadium's great. It's old. It's really old. And what you don't realize and why the lifespan of a stadium is normally 25 years is because things start to break that you don't know, that you don't see. Well, the field looks good to me. Yeah, but what about the pipes for the bathrooms? (laughs) That's a problem. And all of these things internally start to crumble after a number of years. And that's why you either A, must maintain it, or B, build a new stadium. And I just found it really interesting that it was the Angels that had to pay. And I'm sure that's why when Artie was trying to get the city to cough up money for this new stadium, they would forget about it. You didn't pay this off yet. But you, yeah, but 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 you you knew that, Fred. Right? You, because you, you're you a relocation Rogan. I know in the but state you, of California, it's very yeah, tough to get public they're not money. Getting the, they're not getting any public money. So, I'm, I mean, I'm not shocked by that. Uh, yeah, but that, what... What I'm shocked about is Anaheim or Oakland or even L.A. for that matter. And obviously, Crocky can do it because the pockets are deep. Yeah. Real deep. Um, So it doesn't it didn't matter in his case. But some of these other people, I mean, think about it. Uh, The Spanos had to deal with all that, trying to figure out how they could, you know, stay in San Diego. And that was not coming off any money. Yeah. you know, for him, and which is why they ended up here. Because I don't know if they don't survive. Hispanos don't own the team if they don't get the get opportunity to move to L.A. You want to hear a theory? Yeah. So there's a theory that if, as it went, the Raiders had the first option to move to L.A. If the Raiders didn't, let me revise that. The Chargers had the first option to move to L.A. The first option. If they didn't exercise that option by a certain point, the Raiders were on the clock and they could move to L.A. That's how the deal was set up. And there's a train of thought by some. As, wait. Move to L.A. as? The second team. The second team. That's yeah, what yeah, I'm yeah. saying. Yeah, the second, second team. Because right. the Rams, Rams are locked in. Right. Rams are locked in, yeah. So there's a train of thought that if the league had extended the San Diego window one more year. In other words, we're not changing anything, but we're just adding a year. So now the Chargers, you don't have to move by this date. You have to move a year from then. If the league had done that, the feeling is the Raiders would have gone to Vegas as they were because the Raiders were always going to Vegas. The Chargers would have worked out a deal in San Diego with another year. And the NFL would have put an expansion team here with the Rams. That is the feeling of people that really know as that whole thing went down. And I think everybody was shocked at that time, Rodney, 
when Dean Spanos pulled the trigger. Nobody thought he would do it. I wasn't shocked. Were you shocked? A little bit. Really? I thought they'd go back. They did go back to the well one more time in San Diego. And they got San Diego wasn't coming off of anything. I, I was absolutely not shocked. Not shocked at all. It was a, it was a no brainer to me when when they looked down and and you know still trying to go back and they had the the big votes and all that stuff and it just didn't materialize that the city was going to San Diego was not going to come off of any money. Uh, it was like okay, pack the bags, mom. We're going to L.A. Beverly Hills. Here we come. I think they is it Mission Valley. Is that where their current stadium is? That's where Qualcomm was. Yes. Okay. I think what the city did is said, all right, if you go to Mission Valley, if you stay out there, somehow they were going to be involved. But Dean said, I want a downtown stadium. <laughs> and they said, no, not downtown. Well, and then I, they wanted somewhere around where the baseball uh, Petco is. Yeah. Gas, gas, la- is gas, gas land. Yeah, yeah, that's where they wanted it. Yeah. But, yeah. but I also think the Padres were involved in that and didn't want that's correct. I think the Padres didn't want them nearby. Because they didn't want them to compete for uh, concert business and things like that. Potentially. I just, yeah. I know that there over the last few years when they were in San Diego, there were a couple of different measures that were put on the ballot for public money to be used. And like Rodney yeah. said, they were shot down, vehemently shot down, like not even exactly. close. Yeah. That was uh, one of Faulkner's big things when he was down there. Right. Was trying to right. get them to stay. Right. And people just were not having it. Yeah. You know, do you think everybody's okay now after the move, by the way? You think the people in San Diego feel all right now? No. No, okay, I don't well, think there so. There you go. Yeah. I think they're missing it. Like most most cities do when they lose a team. They think, oh, hell no, we ain't doing that. We're not going to give up. No, no, no. They, see you later. Bye-bye. Until they lose them. And they're like, oh, can't believe we, we had a team here. Yeah. And we let it get away. Like, I know, I don't know what it is the last couple of years, but as of three years ago, like, their ratings in San Diego were still extremely high, but it was because people were hate watching them at that point. <laughs> people legitimately, yeah. there are yeah. obviously still some fans in San Diego of the Chargers, but there are many people, one of my best friends especially, doesn't like Dean, doesn't like the Chargers. He wants them to go 0 and 18 for the rest of their existence. And watches to see them fail. Yes. Yeah. He well, said, maybe if and when Dean sells the team, I might decide to become a fan again, is what he said. Okay, well, he better wait a little while then. Oh, yeah. That's Dean's what, not selling it tomorrow. And, and he's fine. Okay. He's totally fine. Hate watching him every week. <laughs> Hate watching. <laughs> hey, whatever it takes. Grudge watch oh, on I like Sunday. That. I like that. Yeah. The media has defamed me. I don't know if that's the case. <laughs> All right. Let's have... Uh, Let's have our haiku. It's time to oh, pay yeah. tribute to Vic. Oh, yeah. It, it's time uh, to remember time. that Vic it's is time. with us every day, even though he's not with us here. He's getting better. He's feeling stronger, and he'll be at back soon. So, Noe and Pomona has been online. And, Noe, how are you? I'm doing well. Thank you. How are you guys doing? We're doing well, Noe. Doing well. Noe, where, where are you right now, Noe? I'm at work. If I get some background noise, I apologize. No, no problem. Where do you work? No worries. Um, I'm a tool and die maker. I work in aerospace. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. Noe. Noe smart. Did you work in aerospace, Fred? No, I didn't. No. Could you? Could I? 
No. Yes. No. No. If I go, if I go up to Ohio, is that where you went to uh, went to school for at Phoenix College? That's <laughs> right, aerospace. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I went to school for at Phoenix College, home of the Fighting Bears. I might add. All right, Noe, it's really cool that you're going to contribute the haiku today. Uh, did you make this up on the spot, or you've been working on it? It's, it's a little bit of both, so I threw in my own seasoning, if you will, and it's something ah. that uh, that I that I overheard, but I threw in my couple 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 words in there, so it's a mixture. Okay, before we get to your haiku, are you okay with that, Fred? I'm fine because he okay. admitted it. He's I was, honest. I was I was waiting for that. I was waiting for something, Rodney. <laughs> yeah, no, he know. admitted it. You know, no, you know. No, he did it. Up front. That's all we ask. Just be honest. Be honest. All right, all right, all right. Well, before we get to it, here's Vic with a retro haiku. How beautiful to see the Milky Way through a hole in the window. I'm feeling you. It's, uh... Okay, that was... Yes, yeah. Yeah, somebody threw a rock through Issa's window and he looked up and he saw the Milky Way. Okay, thank you, Issa. I, I, I think Noe will do be better than Issa Fred. today. Fred, Man, it's hard to do better than Vic, but I'll give you what I got. Okay, so Noe, now you're going to do it like like we do with Vic. We'll bring you on the air and say hello and everything. All right, let's do it. All right, start the music. And now with the Daily Haiku at 2, we welcome on Noe from Pomona. And Noe, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Bandana Fred. (laughs) Hello, Noe. (laughs) <laughs> How's it going, Fred? <laughs> oh, no way. Yes. Rodney P. Good afternoon. No way, no way, no way, no way. Having the time of his life. going on? Yes, sir. Fight on, Rodney. Fight on. Fight on, baby. Fight on. And Rodney, Kevin, good afternoon. Good afternoon, no way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm crying because we got Mookie. <laughs> so we got a little haiku for y'all today whenever we're ready. Oh, we're ready, Noe. Bring it. <laughs> All right. Lotus flowers, don't worry how they're going to bloom. They open up and turn towards the light. And that is what makes them beautiful. I feel you. No way. Oh, oh. No way. Wow. No way. That would work, No way. No way. That's a. Hey. No way. On a Friday, on a Friday, stepping in for Big Vic. No way. You brought it, baby. You brought it today. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that. You know, do the best I can do. Hope all the best to Vic, and uh, hopefully we can get him back soon. You better believe it, No way. Have a great weekend, and thanks again for listening. All right. Likewise, guys. It's lit. Stories lighting up the sports headlines. Brought to you by our buddy Jacob and Ronnie this weekend. Be careful. Be safe. But if you have any problems and you need an attorney because you've suffered a personal injury, there's one man to call. And that man is Jacob and Ronnie. Accident or injury. Call Jacob and Ronnie. Call Jacob. Fred, I don't know if I can call you a prophet or not. You did say last week or yeah, it was last week that Kawhi Leonard is uh, close to mm-hmm. returning? Yes. Yeah. 
Well, Ty Lu said that uh, Kawhi Leonard did participate on five on five this morning, uh, and he is uh, on course to be back. But he still says he has a quote unquote ways to go. So again, maybe it's semantics. I don't know what close is. I feel like close and a ways to go are diverging, but that's just my opinion. But you said close. Ty Lu that watches him every day says a ways to go. But nevertheless, he's on the floor, five on five this morning, and progressing. See, and this is my point. I said close, and everybody tried to figure out what that meant. Fair? Yes. Okay. I can now sum it up. Ty Lue just did it. Oh, did he? Yeah. Now, this is what he said. Sum it up. Sum it up. He's close, meaning he's not far. He's not far. How far is far? Did you really just say that? Did you really just say that? Did that just come out of your mouth? Yeah, listen. That's what he said. He's got a ways to go, but he's close. Meaning he's not far. Meaning, okay, you know what? Meaning he's coming from LAX here to the stadium, to the studio. When he started, he was at LAX. He's in traffic on the 405. You know what he's just done? He's turned on to the 101. Wow. Yeah, I like he's on the 101. That, Fred, because he could be sitting there for another five months. Exactly. So, I mean, no, traffic is not going to last five months. I mean, he's close. You've been on the 405 or the 101 lately there, Fred? I have been, but I'm saying it's 225, so he's okay. If he's on the 101, won't be long now, uh-huh. and he'll be pulling into the parking lot. I'm telling you, that's what Ty Lu said. Close. He's close. Okay. Okay, Fred. That's what you take from that? That's what I took from it. You know, someone who's legitimately a ways away from playing again, Blake Trinan. Yeah. Underwent a shoulder yeah. surgery this morning. Dr. Neil Elitrash uh, did the performance, preparing his labrum and rotator cuff. Reports are this procedure typically comes with a 10-month rehab process. So, yeah. These people are I speculating that he'll be out the rest of the season, if not the rest of the, uh, all of next season, Rodney, at least the majority of it. Well, I got the word, a text from a very reliable source. Okay. Um, that told me minimum, minimum 11 months. So he's done. 11 months. Yeah, yep. so he's out minimum. there. Yep. yep. It's good he signed that deal. Yeah. It's good is. he signed that deal. A two-year deal. Yes. Yeah. That's too bad. And he's such a good guy. Yeah, he is. And you hate yeah, to see is. that. Yeah, now we know, you know, you know, trying to battle through that all of last year. We were... You know, wishful thinking for for the Dodgers and Dodger fans that he uh, he was going to get back to the form when they won it all. But man, that's that's tough to hear. But but uh, let's get it fixed up so he can come back stronger than ever. Let's do it. Rod, are you going to see your Trojans tonight? Trojan love, baby. Let's go, Colorado. I think USC is only favored by like ninety-five points, as oh. they should be. Colorado. I don't know. In. I don't know, Kevin. We were favored a lot by Cal, and Cal kept scoring on our defense. Yeah, Arizona. There's a couple of those games like that this year for USC. Yeah. But uh, Caleb Williams still, I say quietly, it shouldn't be, but I feel like quietly one of the front runners for the Heisman Trophy right now. As of now, the third best odds behind C.J. Stroud, Hinton Hooker at Tennessee, and Blake Corum at Michigan. Uh, If USC wins out, gets a big victory against UCLA, uh, Caleb Williams, uh, Rodney, is right in the mix for the Heisman. I just don't think that his name has really gotten a lot of pub, at least not that I've heard the last few weeks, but he's still in the top four as of now. Yeah, yeah, he has. And you're right about the quiet, you know, quietly has kind of done his thing and I think flown a little bit under the radar. But uh, I really believe, I mean, USC would not uh, 
would not only have one loss uh, had it not been for for the play of Caleb Williams. He has held that team together. He is a he is just looking at him, watching him, and then you know had some conversations with him. He is mature beyond his years. Um, and just a very even-keeled player, I believe. If he, if 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 he uh, if he were eligible to come out this year, he'd be probably number one pick in the draft, or number one quarterback taken uh, in, in this year's draft. And he certainly will be next year. Um, as far as him winning the Heisman or, or being in that conversation, uh, that's what it would take, Kevin. It would take obviously a win tonight against Colorado, but a, an impress. He's got to outplay DTR for UCLA. Uh, in in that game, and then they go win the next week. Go win the Pac-12 title. Um, it'd be hard, and he plays well through it, and is you know a big factor in why they won it. He's got a very strong argument to win the Heisman Trophy. You know, Heaton Hooker lost. You know, they lost that loss to Georgia for Heaton Hooker. Uh, I think took a big toll on his uh, on his situation on his Heisman run. Not necessarily his stature going into the draft, because I think he'd be a top pick, but but on his Heisman run, I think he took a hit with that Georgia loss. I was going to say, if you think about it, isn't it crazy that he's where he's at and USC is where it's at? And what Lincoln Riley did, he knew the guy he wanted to run the offense. Yeah. And Lincoln Riley is the guy that takes you from college and makes you an NFL quarterback. Now, what you do in the NFL, that's on you. But he can certainly get you there. So he knew... Caleb Williams was a guy that he could win with. He brings him here, and all of a sudden he finds himself in the Heisman conversation. It's a long shot at yeah. best. Yeah. But you know something? At least there's a conversation to be had now. Absolutely, cool. and it sets him up to be the front runner next year. Yeah. And his top target, Jordan Addison, who's been out the last couple of games, is expected yeah. to suit up tonight, so that's big yeah. for him too. Big, big. Saw Need this. him to have that game under his belt before we face UCLA. So, definitely that he's going to play tonight. Yeah, that's huge. Uh, Pete Rose, back in the news. Of course, Pete. we know, banned from baseball back in 89. Still pining to get himself into the Hall of Fame. And I guess he pinned a letter to Rob Manfred. I will read you the letter that he pinned to Rob Manfred today. All right. I am writing this today for three reasons. First, because at my age, I want to be 100% sure that you understand how much I mean it when I say that I'm sorry. Second, to ask for your forgiveness. And third, because I still think every day about it, it would mean a lot for me to be considered for the Hall of Fame. You think that's going to move the needle at all for Rob Manfred there, Fred? I, well, first, with Rob Manfred, who, knows? <laughs> who the hell knows? Yeah. Didn't he say the trophy was a hunk of junk? A yes, hunk of he metal? Did. The hunk of metal, yes. Hell, what are you bitching about? It's only a hunk of metal. What are you complaining about? Uh, I don't know what Rob Manfred will do. I, I, he's, he's held on to Bud Seeley's van as far yeah, as keeping but, him out of the Hall of Fame. Yeah, but, you know, it, he could do anything with the commission. I don't Maybe it's to a point. What got what got Pete was when he lied. That's what got him. Correct. Yeah. And for yeah. years and years and years. And continued yeah. to do it. Continued to stand. Yeah. Yeah, that hurt him. Well, yeah, now he's uh, sorry. But, and but deserves he's older. to be in. Deserves yeah. to be in. He does. Yeah. He's paid a tremendous, tremendous price. Um you know, over the years. Um it's like, okay, can we turn the page now? I mean the guy was incredible when he played. On the field he was incredible and deserving of Hall of Fame. And that's what's lighting up the headlines. Right on! Kevin's been great.
All right, well, now we've got to get you set for the games this weekend. Rodney? Yeah, who's playing? You got the playbook out? I do. All right, we're going to get to Pete's playbook next. Now, your chance to win $1,000. Just enter this nationwide keyword on our website. Win. That's win. Enter it now. Do it. AM570LASports.com. Thanks for joining us on your ride. Thank you very much. Yes. Speaking of which, traffic. If you missed any of Rogan and Rodney, you can podcast it on the iHeartRadio app. Rogan and Rodney. AM570 LA Sports. I'm trying to put you in the worst mood. Oh, yeah. Let's go. Rodney P. Fred Rogan. On a beautiful, beautiful Friday afternoon down the stretch, Freddie. Let's go. All right, Rodney. Let's get ready for the NFL games. Yeah. You break them yeah. down Friday at this time. Let's do it. You want to start do with it. Rams and Cardinals? Yeah, the Rams and Cardinals, big game. Big game for especially the Rams. I look at the Cardinals, Freddie. They're, the Cardinals are in disarray. They, they're all over the place. Um, you know, guys in and out of the lineup. They're another team. We don't talk about them closely over here, but they've been plagued by injuries. And now Kyler Murray with the hamstring. We're not sure about him. Uh, and a large part of his game is running around making plays with his legs. And if he can't do that to to the level in which is we're, we're accustomed to, or at least they are accustomed to, it could be a long day uh, for the Cardinals and, and, a, and a good day for the Rams. You know, the one thing that uh, has hurt, and hurt the Rams and any team, really, you know, we saw him against the Raiders when the Cardinals were down and Kyler Murray kind of put the team on his back, ran around and made plays, and they ended up coming back and win that game. I would suspect that uh, this year newly acquired Bobby Wagner is going to be assigned to kind of spy on Kyler Murray to make sure he doesn't have those long runs to kind of save uh, save the downs and move the chain. So that's going to be a big factor, see how if the Rams decide to spy uh, Kyler Murray. Another matchup in that game, Fred, is is uh, the Cardinals finally got uh, DeAndre Hopkins back, and now that he's kind of got his feet right. you know, back under him again, uh, the key matchup is going to be him and uh, Jalen Ramsey. You know, and obviously Jalen Ramsey's been in the news a lot, you know, talking about the offense and, and uh, we talked about it earlier in the week how the offense should have uh, closed that game out against Tampa Bay and the defense had to go back on the field and there were some frustrations there. Well, he's going to be tested uh, because DeAndre's a bigger receiver, physical receiver. It's going to be interesting to see that matchup. But the Rams got to hold him down on defense. I think that is going to be the key because the Rams offense. And we don't know about Matthew Stafford. Uh, I, you know, it's, They're telling us that it's going to be a game-time decision, which I find a little bit hard to believe. Because we're talking a concussion, and I think on a Friday afternoon, if they if they don't know if Matthew Stafford's going to play, um, I'd be shocked, Fred. I don't. I'm not buying it. They know right now if he's going to play or not. So if he plays, I think the Rams win this pretty easily. If he doesn't play and they go with Walford, I think. A rookie back, or not a rookie, but a backup playing his first game of the season. Um, it might be a tall order, and the game might be closer than we thought. You know, I was going to ask you, Rodney, because the question about Stafford is the overriding question at this point. And, and we don't know if Kyler Murray's going to play either. But, yeah, it's Friday. Yeah. they. How much better is his head going to feel 
tomorrow. I mean, isn't this the yeah. point where you go? Yeah, you know. Yeah. You know. Friday afternoon, you know if, if, if you're going to play. If there's, Because if there's any question, right, on a Friday, if there's any question that, man, I'm still not feeling right, on Friday afternoon, there's a good chance you're not playing. You're not playing because they're going to err on the side of caution. And if they, you know, like you said, so Saturday he wakes up and he starts to automatically feel better. How confident do you feel about that going into a game on Sunday? Right. Yeah, I agree so, with you. I think God, that's kind of odd. So odd. this, you know, this is a this is a you know a big make or break game for the uh, for the Rams. And and if they let this one get away from them, you know, with the way. Uh, the Seahawks are playing, and the 49ers who have a big game. We'll talk about that in a second. Um, the, the the season could be be lost in this this or the next week, Fred. Yeah. All right. Well, you talk about the 49ers. Their big game is against the Chargers, who are hanging around. I mean, given the way they played this year, you would think, well, we don't know if Brandon Staley is going to survive as coach, the kind of moves they're going to have to make, and they're right there. I mean, they're right there. Yeah. They, they really I mean, can't afford a bad loss, but as, they're certainly in it. Absolutely. And as ugly as it seemed on the surface and just looking at it, the Chargers are 5-3, and three, right? So they're right in the thick of things yeah. um, and, and not far behind. And they've not played great football. But yet here we are, and they're looking at 5-3 and three and just uh, what, one game back of, uh, of Kansas City with uh, – you know, with Denver nowhere to be found and the Raiders nowhere to be found, um, they still got a shot in this division. They just got to get healthy. And I feel bad for Justin Herbert, who's got to not only deal with his own rib issues, but also he doesn't have his top two wide receivers. You know, that's that's the problem is there's no consistency with the offense right now. And when you lose your, your, your top receivers, your go-to guys, it's hard as a quarterback because there's no uh, – there's no consistency or familiarity with the guys that you normally play with. And that makes it very, very difficult uh, on the quarterback. But this is a huge game for the Chargers to kind of get over that hump. And it also not only means something for the Chargers, but it also can impact the Rams. If the Chargers win uh, and beat San Francisco, it, it kind of puts the Rams kind of back in the mix a little bit of trying to kind of maintain uh, within striking distance of, of the division. Yeah, but the thing about San Francisco – when you see them play, yeah. my God, they're good. And they're yeah. deep. And, you know, we'll see if anybody gets and hurt. And McCaffrey and they, now. Oh, my God. Yeah. And San Francisco, the thing about San Francisco, too, is they're starting to get their guys back. They're getting healthy again. And uh, we know, we all know of watching the 49ers over the last few years is they get hot at the end of the season. That's when they start to get hot. And they're getting their guys healthy. Just think about it. As now every week goes on, McCaffrey is going to feel more and more comfortable in that offense. And it's just going to be better and better and better and more dangerous for other teams to try to defend him and Debo Samuels uh, on that offensive side of the ball. All right. Now we move to <laughs> Vinny was on earlier. And, <laughs> you know, Jeff Saturday's coaching debut against a team that – really has not looked very good this year, the Raiders. And every week we say it, you know, the Raiders, if, if they don't win this one, I think it's really to that point. The Raiders can't afford to lose anymore, Rodney. No, they can't. And they're fighting 
or they're playing the Fighting Saturdays, Fred. <laughs> the Fighting Saturdays come into <laughs> Legion Stadium. Oh, I, I'm interested because you're you're the you're the guy that that uh, that follows ratings very closely. So I'm interested to see how many people tune in to the Raiders Colts game just to see what happens with Jeff Saturday uh, being the head coach for the first time. Well, what, what time is that game? Oh, if if they're playing in Vegas, it's an afternoon game. That's a 105 kick. Yeah. A 105 kick, and we have here at 105 the Rams, right? Uh, no, I think we have the Cowboys and Packers from Compass Cowboys Media. Cowboys-Packers is a national game, yeah. What time do the Rams play? they got to play at 1 o'clock. Oh, excuse they me. I was may... talking about what we're airing on the radio station here. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, No, I'm talking about TV-wise. Yeah. If the Rams are a 1 o'clock game, that'll be on Fox. And I don't know what CBS has, if it's a doubleheader week for them. They could have the Raiders at 1, maybe. The Raiders is 105 Raiders Colts on CBS. Yeah, but the question is, is yeah. it a CBS doubleheader week here? Yeah, I don't know. I don't either. I don't know about that. Uh, but, but you know, Raiders are in shambles. They, I mean, they, they it felt like they were starting to get it going again. Josh Jacobs had a couple of 100-yard games back-to-back, -back, and then the last couple of weeks, that's, that's fallen off. Uh, they put uh, Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro on IR. So there's there's two more weapons. Well, they didn't, he really didn't have Waller for most of the season anyway for Derek Carr. But now Renfro's gone. Um, you got Devontae Adams talking about not getting the ball. You know, a little disgruntled. And, you know, he had to clarify that. said, I'm not blaming the coaches or blaming anybody. I'm just not getting the ball. Well, with Waller still not being there and now Renfro gone, um, look for Devontae Adams to get doubled and then – Good luck, Derek Carr, trying to find other people to throw to. Yeah. It's just a bad, it's a bad look for the Raiders. It's a bad season for the Raiders. And I'll tell you, if the Colts somehow, some way, win this football game with everything that's going on with the Colts and this week and new, you know, Jeff Saturday. I mean, if I'm, I, I, I think Josh McDaniels and the Raiders, they may. Not want to come back home for a while. They may want to leave, start practicing back in Oakland for a while, because that will be the most ugliest loss that I could imagine in the last ten years if they lose to the damn Colts this week, Fred. That would be horrible, horrible. You know, we talked about people and coaches who, uh, and they don't travel. Because they're at home, but not getting off the tarmac, you know, after a loss. You know, he may not be able to get out of the locker room before, before, uh, before he gets he gets fired. But that's this is a this is a tough, tough week and game for the Raiders and and more in, in more particular, Josh McDaniels because they can't. And on top of that, it, they're playing the team that he. Kind of rubbed the wrong way a little bit. I little guess it's a polite way to put it. Yeah. Back yeah, it'll, it'll it'll be it'll be really really ugly uh, if they if the Raiders end up losing this game. Just got a tweet. CBS single game weekend, and we get the morning game in Los Angeles, so the Raiders will not be seen on Sunday here. Hey, you want to wrap up the weekend with Pro Flowers? Eight six six nine eight seven two five seventy. Rodney, what caller number? Number seven. Number seven. The following is an L.A. Clippers promotion. Can you please stop calling it a promotion? 
What am I promoting? The L.A. Clippers play host to Kevin Durant and the sideshow known as the Brooklyn Nets. And I'm still sitting in the seat standing. Don't miss a moment of the action tomorrow. It's Clippers Nets. I'm a light. I'm a beacon of light. That's what I'm here to do. Clippers Countdown begins at noon right here on AM570 L.A. Sports. Thanks for joining us on your ride. Thank you very much. Yes. Speaking of which, traffic. Logan and Rodney. Rodney Peace. An athlete. Rodney Peace. A father. Rodney Peace. An L.A. icon. Rodney Peace. And this guy. Red Rogan. AM570 LA Sports. Henry and Lake Falbo, way to go. We here at AM570 LA Sports want to say thank you to all of our listeners for your support this year. As a special gift to you, we are giving away $100 gift cards every day through the month of November, courtesy of our friends at Pro Flowers, the official florist of AM570 LA Sports. Hey, have a great weekend. Let me tell you something. You need to be with us next week. We have so many things to give away. It's like a blowout. We're giving away tickets to see UCLA and USC. We're giving away UCLA basketball tickets. We will continue giving away the pro flowers every day. And we're really thrilled because our friends at Norm's Restaurants, they're joining the show next week. Wow. And every day during the noon hour when we play our game, whoever plays is getting a gift card to go to Norm's. We're jammed up and ready to go. Norm's! We're working on that. Norm's! That starts Monday. All right. Ronnie, Kevin, thank you. Great job. Rodney, talk to you Monday.